how many people absolutely love uh, hot sauce. Um, that's probably the, the thing that I find most fun about the whole process is that engagement with with the, the customers and um, being able to talk about their favorite products and their favorite chilies and their attempts to make their own and their uses. This is The Producers. I'm Anthony Huckstep. The Fermentalists and its range of hot sauces was initially a weekend hobby, but positive feedback from friends and family encouraged Costa, Papa Nikitas and his partners to continue developing new recipes and expand the range. The team still make everything by hand in Sydney, but things are a little bit bigger than they envisaged. So we're actually based in the heart of the Sydney CBD. Um, we, in 2020, um, took over uh, a basement space that was intended at the time to expand our um, existing catering and, and retail business that we've been operating since 2004 um, in Sydney. Um, unfortunately, COVID hit pretty quickly and we realised that the, the space was um, excess to requirements at the time. So um, we took up the opportunity to um, grow the hot sauce business within that space. After a career in the corporate world, Costa realised the food world he grew up in was where he wanted to take his career. Uh, straight out of uni, I actually uh, started uh, in the corporate world, uh, working with um, one of the biggest fast-moving consumer goods companies um, in Australia. And uh, oddly enough, um, unlike a lot of people, <laughs> I really enjoyed the process um, and my time there. And I think it, you know, I, I learned a heck of a lot. Um, but it got to a point where, um, after about ten years in the business, I realised that. All the people that I aspired to, you know, um, or looked up to in, in, in the business, in the corporate world, actually really uh, looked up to and aspired to be more like, you know, my family who had owned and operated um, cafes and restaurants and retail businesses all their lives. Uh, oddly enough, our parents always wanted us to go to university to be, you know, less like them and more like the, the workers that they were serving on a daily basis. And it was that light bulb moment when I realized that actually, you know, the grass isn't necessarily greener on the other side. Um, so after a period of 10 years, uh, I decided that I wanted to you know, have a go at, at running my own business and, and have that um, the ability to maybe create something for myself and my family and uh, it was essentially on a platter for me given that the business that, that the family had been in business for so many years so I had opportunities that maybe some other people didn't have um, so that was 2012 um, and uh, we've been operating in this current location well th this current location the family had been operating since 2004 I took over in 2012 um, and uh, over the, that time, sort of growing the business into different areas. So initially, it was really just like a breakfast and lunch takeaway business, and we expanded into um, quite a significant way into a catering operation. And um, in 2020, we also took on a, a second site. So from corporate world into hospitality, um, across um, sort of different facets of the hospitality business, but now continue to do all of that, um, as well as running the hot sauce business. Like many incredible initiatives over the last few years, the hot sauce was born during the uncertainty of COVID. The hot sauce business actually started um, in around 2015. A good friend of mine by the name of Sam Scambioni um, was an enthusiast of fermentation, fermenting all things, um, and uh, developed a a fantastic recipe for a habanero hot sauce and that was the beginning of the fermentalist. Um, Sam sort of 
worked on the business until early 2020 when he decided that he didn't really have the heart to continue growing the business or necessarily the time, probably had the heart, but less so the time because he had other priorities at the time. And um, as I mentioned earlier, COVID had hit. Um, so we went from um, a thriving retail and catering business um, upstairs to having a, a lot of spare time. And that was great for being a little bit more creative and a little bit more strategic. So um, Chris, uh, my partner and I, decided to take on the opportunity and, and see what we could do with um, with the, the fermentless business. And, and that involved growing the brand as much as possible, um, broadening the, the product range. So initially, it was really just two products. It was a habanero and a, and a Carolina Reaper uh, hot sauce. Um, and on occasion, Sam would produce some, some um, fermented chili salt. We now have um, 19 different products in the range um, across hot sauces, salts, rubs, seasonings, um, jams, and, and condiments. Um, so that's really been our, our labor of love for the last uh, two years. It's now our third year of operation. As Costa explains, they may make hot sauces, but it's more about flavour than Scoville units. We really don't play in that um, that hot hot sauce um, world very much. We uh, we early on decided there were enough guys out there doing some crazy stuff when it came to um, hot sauces, and it was that was almost easy. I think the the challenge is being able to create a, a range of condiments that people who didn't think they liked chili, would be able to appreciate. And so early on, Chris, my partner, came up with a tagline for fans of flavor. Um, and most, a lot of people we've encountered don't necessarily associate chili with flavor, but anyone who's had a, a good habanero hot sauce just realizes how um, you know, intensely sweet it, it can actually be. It's got these beautiful fruit-like characteristics. So um, it, if we were to you know, just create a... Um, a Carolina Reaper hot sauce, uh, which was, you know, um, diluted to a very small extent, we'd be knocking out a lot of people, but that's not fun. Um, and it takes away from ultimately, you know, what you're trying to do, which is enhance the the, the dish that you're adding it to. Um, that said, there are some, there are some, people who have absolute iron guts um, and I know even globally I think Australia Australia has some um, some of the best competitors um, on the global stage but yeah they, they don't really come to us for that there's a lot of other people um, in the market and look we we don't add any capsation extracts to make our products um, hot we can only get our product to um, as hot as the chili um, that we use is um, but yeah there's um, there's some crazy hot products out there it's one of those things where a lot of people come and ask us about you know, our, our Scoville unit rating uh, on our, our various sources. But unless if you actually get the, the product and the chilies um, uh, rated, uh, it, it's it's really a band. And what I prefer to look at the Scoville unit for is a ranking of chilies. So we know that the Carolina Reaper sits at the top of the tree, um, but in recent times there's been uh, Carolina Reapers that are being produced predominantly for, for competition, that are twice and three times uh, the Scoville unit rating that is typically used for um, uh, you know, Carolina Reapers. But um, you have a, a range you know, from, the caps, from the capsicum right at the bottom, which is um, really, really low in the Scoville unit rating, uh, all the way up to habaneros, which are the um, beginning of what is known as the superhots. 
and above that you start talking about you know like the um, uh, the ghost peppers which a lot of people uh, know and then uh, right at the top is the Carolina Reaper so it's really just a, a rating of the the heat the relative heat but as I said within that I mean we one of the things that we really struggled with early on was the fact that um, there was so much variation from the different batches of chilies that we were getting and possibly because of my previous corporate days um, it, we were absolutely adamant about creating a consistent product um, over time we've become really really comfortable and even embrace the fact that we're working with organic produce here and uh, one of the beauties is that as artisans small batch producers is that our consumers really respect and appreciate the fact that um, we're, we're working with raw produce here and there is variation you know, depending on the seasonality of the product and um, yeah, the, the, the supply. We, uh, for, you know, if you're not aware, chilies have been really, really tough to come by um, over the last sort of 12 months. There's been a lot of challenges with regards to flooding and entire crops being lost. So um, we've had to work with a number of different um, uh, producers uh, across the sort of eastern seaboard all the way up to far north Queensland and um, yeah, quite a significant variation in terms of the sort of produce that we've been getting. The fermentation process to make hot sauce has its challenges but as Costa explains it's about getting the right balance. Well, the actual fermentation uh, process is generally pretty easy and simple once you get the hang of it um, you'll make mistakes early on there'll be spoilage um, uh, I don't care you know, uh, how big or small you are there's it's it's an um, it's a imperfect process uh, but essentially it's um, the use of um, mixing up chilies and, and there's different ways in which you can ferment so we use a, a mash um, and that mash creates a perfect environment together with salt to um, create a, a fermentation state. We ferment our products for um, a minimum of four weeks, but typically sort of 12 up to 50 weeks. Um, that fermentation process um, gives a complexity and depth of flavor that in our opinion is unrivaled. The challenges that come with the fermentation process is that you can, um, even if you follow the same process time and time again, there's there's you know, environmental elements that can impact the product uh, in that fermentation state. And if you don't get it right in the first sort of two to three weeks, you can lose entire batches and we've lost a number of entire batches. Um, you then have the challenge that um, you um, have to stabilize the product in the end of it. So we try as much as possible to offer a completely raw product, which is beneficial from, from a fermentation. A lot of people recognize the um, sort of health benefits of fermentation and and the, the positive impact that, that you know, natural bacteria can have on your gut health. Um, but we also do have to balance that with the shelf stability of the product. Although a range of hot sauces is the core line, there are other condiments too. At the moment, we have the dripper range, which is um, the flavor of the chili. It's, uh, the intent is that we have a mild, a medium, and a hot. So the jalapeno, which is uh, the mildest chili that we use, the habanero, which is my favorite pound for pound, in my opinion, the best um, chili on the market, um, and the Carolina Reaper. But it's literally just fermented um, chili with a little bit of garlic, 
Um, and after that fermentation process, we strain it. Um, so we just have the delicious juices um, and we add some um, aged apple cider vinegar. Uh, so it's an expression of the chili. We don't add anything else to it. We then have a, a flavors range, which um, so we've got a couple of everyday sauces and they're intended to be um, accessible to everybody every day of the week, irrespective of the, the dish that you're serving it with. And they're just beautiful, well-rounded, medium heat sauces. Um, we also then have um, my probably my personal favorite, which is the smoked garlic and honey habanero. Um, I grew up, I love honey. Um, it's a natural sweetener um, and uh, I love garlic and I love smoked uh, goods. So I decided to bring all that. And that was, that was like a COVID experiment, right? We had you know, a lot of garlic left over and we had a smoker and we had habaneros and we would chuck it all together and see what comes of it. And for me, it's, it's my favorite sauce. Um, the other one that came straight out of COVID was, you know, lockdown hit. Um, as a lot of people in the industry experienced, there was a lot of produce that was going to waste. We had some jalapenos and we had kiwis and we decided to ferment them together. Um, and it's this beautiful, um, you know, fresh, citric, um, mild sauce with just like a cracked pepper finish uh, that intrigues a lot of a lot of people and it's one of those things where you either love it or you hate it so um there that's the hot sauce range we also have a range of um fermented chili salts so we actually use the the extract when i, I was telling you earlier about the the straining process we have this mash left over and it's beautiful chili that's been fermented but we don't use in our sauces we then dehydrate that um for about 24 hours and we added some beautiful mo river sea salt flakes and that's a, a fantastic chili salt that you can add to any dish we even um, we have a number of, of um, uh, bars like um, icebergs who use it for their chili margaritas, um, and then we have a range of condiments. So we're about to launch our fermented chili relish, um, the chili jam, which has um, you know quickly become like a cult favourite of so many of our customers, and and also one of my favourite condiments, the um, fermented chilies in oil. So just literally, you know, three. Uh, of our favorite chilies fermented for 12 weeks at an absolute minimum um, and then we just add a little bit of oil to it uh, pair that up with you know a beautiful steak and a lovely mustard lemon on top and it's an ideal dish for me every day is different but the interaction with customers is at the heart of everything they do. It depends on uh, you know whether I'm upstairs or downstairs, but it's it's a juggernaut. Um, yeah, so we continue to run the hospitality businesses, um, and as you know, we're coming out of that COVID period, it's increasingly becoming busier, uh, and we have um, two people who are sort of part-time uh, working on the fermenting business and that's just about making sure that we are planning ahead because we really do have to plan sort of three to six months ahead in terms of our production um, and we may be fermenting today straining tomorrow bottling the day after and then you know hopefully somewhere along the line labeling and getting it out to our consumers um, so i focus predominantly on the production and the wholesale side of the business my partner chris works on a lot of the brand marketing and and um, direct to, to consumer um, distribution the majority of our, our customers are based in new south wales and that's fantastic because as much as we possibly can because we never intended on and we still don't intend on being the biggest hot sauce producer. It's really just about working with amazing individuals. So I would say that, look, you know, 
more than half of our um, food service partners um, we will hand deliver to as much as possible um, we uh, we will get out and we will see our customers and engage with our customers and that's how we've grown it it's really the personal relationships that we have with these people that we um, we love and um, and try and you know, nurture as much as we can. But we do have retailers all across Australia. Um, so as far as you know, WA with um, Main Liquor and, and Victoria, um, we work with the likes of um, uh, Queen's Harvest. Um, in the past, we've done some, some stuff with St. Ali. Um, so we have about 50 to 60 retail outlets across Australia. Uh, but the majority of our, our customers will be based in New South Wales. And then we also, we ship as far as, um, uh, we've got a customer, very loyal customer in Singapore. Uh, but we do, we will ship globally um, if the opportunity is there. As Costa explains, playing in the hot sauce market can lead to some eye-watering experiences. We went to the Easter show with the family and of course, um, as there has been for many, many years, there's a number of hot sauce um, exhibitors there and uh, I decided to try every hot sauce on the table that I could um, from the mildest all the way up to the hottest. Um, and I didn't know at the time, of course, that many hot sauces, different chilies, have a bit of a slow burn. Um, so uh, by the end, I, I got to, by the time I got to the end, I asked the guy for a double. I should have taken the warning because he was wearing gloves by that point. Uh, and uh, so walking out of the show, out of the, the, the Woolworths Dome, it was um, everyone sort of looking at me going, is he okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool, I'm good. Um, but 15 minutes later, uh, I had two paramedics on me. I was taking, yeah, I was taking my shoes off. I, I was like lying down, didn't make it any more comfortable. Standing up wasn't great. It was, it was I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Um, sad to say, I, I probably haven't learned my lesson because I've had a couple of similar experiences, but they're part of the process of understanding the produce uh, that we're working with. Um, there was a, one occasion where I decided that I had to respect the raw produce and took a giant bite out of a Carolina Reaper. Again, not something that I, I recommend, but um, looking back on it now, I think we can, we can laugh about it. Hot sauce has become a global phenomenon. And as Costa explains, it's a category that has cult status. How many people absolutely love uh, hot sauce? Um, that's probably the, the thing that I find most fun about the whole process is that engagement with with the, the customers and um, you'll be able to talk about their favorite products and their favorite chilies and their attempts to make their own and their uses. But just, you know, the, the absolute loyalist to, to hot sauce there are some people who have it on everything and that's really surprised me in terms of um in terms of the production process i think that uh, it, it, i probably wasn't surprised by it because being in hospitality you know how tough it really is but i you know take my hat off to so many of the small producers who have stuck it through it looks really easy on the outside but um, in terms of you know the capital required to plan ahead and 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 uh, put money behind you know um, simple things like you know your branding um, when when we recently um, updated all our labels it was a case of you know twenty different labels uh, and that was design production you know paying for all of that and then relabeling twenty different products um, trying to get up to scale in order to make it economically viable. Um, those sort of things are the, the stories that most consumers don't realize behind that bottle. Um, but 
I think, um, yeah, there's a lot of businesses, small businesses that don't necessarily want to become, you know, um, big. And I really respect the, the hustle, the grind they do and the love and passion they put into, um, into their product every single day. Being able to work with an array of different professionals has helped take the brand into new areas. Probably the first one is the experiences that I've had working with some absolutely amazing businesses. So you know, a couple of names that come to mind, um, Julian Sinkhotta of Butter, who you know, is an absolute idol of mine for you know um, the way he works, the way he thinks. He's, he's a guy that I have on speed dial and um, someone who's really helped me. Uh, but partnering up with someone like him, um, someone like Patrick Friesen of the Applejack Group. We just launched a, um, a hot sauce for their Foresters um, uh, bar in, in Surrey Hills. And we're now um, serving our fermented chilies in Bob and Tone, which is part of the Applejack Group. Being able to work with amazing people like that um, has been awesome for me and learning so much from these people. But then I'd say our first um, exhibit at the Easter show, so given you know, um, the punishment that I took at the Easter show, I decided that the only way to overcome that was to actually get our own stand there. Um, and it was one of those, it was one of those moments where you realize just how much joy um, your product can bring to people. And it wasn't the, the size of the, 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 the event, um, the number of products we sold. It was just that engagement, that one-on-one engagement, realizing that people really did love the product that we were producing. And that spurred myself and Chris on to you know, work harder and, and, and longer to try and you know, expand the range as much as we could and, and get it out to as many hands as we possibly could. It was that first opportunity because Many people, when they're selling predominantly to food service businesses or online, you don't get to see you know your customers' faces when um, when they experience your product. So that was yeah, it was that really shifted my mindset and something that I remember fondly to this day. The move into hot sources has broadened Costa's understanding of the power of customer engagement, and it's led to one of the most exciting small brands to emerge out of COVID. This is The Producers, a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we share the stories of producers, farmers, makers and growers, the true lifeblood of the food industry. Follow us on Instagram at Producers Podcast or email us at producerspodcast at deepintheweeds.com.au.